Rodian. Boba Fett, one year later, looking back on our best friend, Book of Boba Fett. It's, it's crazy. I can't, like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like Book of Boba Fett was going on a year ago right now, but also it kind of does. Like, it's still very fresh in my mind, but it's kind of like, boy, a lot happened from then to now. Well, yeah, it's more like, how did this, all this other stuff happen so quickly? Because Book of Boba was just... A, a couple weeks ago right like it just came out because it's still yeah it's still like burned into my brain and i did watch it again recently but even before that it was like every other day i wake up and book of Boba is just playing in my playing in my head over and over i rewatched it recently too and it, it was crazy like thinking like after i got done with the last episode and thinking like oh man it was just like a couple months later like we were in anaheim watching kenobi and we went straight into kenobi and then tales of the jedi and then andor and now here we are like getting ready for mandalorian season three and into the bad batch season two now and i'm just like God, what? it's crazy and i i go back and forth because as much fun as i'm having with all this new stuff i do kind of miss the like lull between Star Wars things that we used to get because you could really like dig into whatever the last thing was and, and keep, you know, and rewatch it and just almost get yourself tired of it so that you needed a break and something new. And where now stuff is coming out so quickly, it's like, it's very easy to like not go back and watch book of Boba Fett because you're busy watching the new stuff and then not going back and watching and or because you're busy with the new stuff. So 
it's definitely different. It's good, but it's it's bad too at the same time. I was really thinking about that. Yeah, as we in this episode, as we're looking back on the book of Boba Fett, and yeah, going back and watching the whole series again. Yeah, it made me think about like I don't like, and I feel like a lot of people don't rewatch the series as many times as we did the movies when they were new. I mean, a movie's two hours versus like an eight hour, six hour, or whatever series. It's much easier to rewatch the films over and over and over again. The whole process of them coming out where every single week it's a complete and total freak out mad show of whatever happens each week. And then the next week we're on to the next thing. And then by the time the show is done, yeah, everyone is just exhausted. Like I can't, I just can't even talk about it anymore. It just, yeah, creates this weird situation where, and we're always like, okay, and now on to the next thing and on to the next thing. And we don't have enough time yet to dwell on these things. So yeah, it's really good to kind of go back and just binge these series now and just kind of soak them in again especially yeah like we're doing with book of boba here a year later and with all the perspective and everything kind of going back and re-examining that series because yeah we're looking at the book of boba fett as a whole how is it looked at today we did a series review back in march of last year how has it held up and i think i know the answer but gabe yeah you said you re-watched it recently it might be my favorite new Star Wars thing. In favorite in the way, like not the best, but my favorite. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's just fun to rewatch. And it's just fun to think about. And it's Star Wars at its kind of goofiest, which is maybe when Star Wars is my favorite. As much as I loved Andor and I loved seeing like super serious, dramatic Star Wars. There's just something about the goofy fun that that Book of Boba is not afraid to maybe go a little too far with so yeah i mean going back and watching it was like yeah i would just it was like you know it's like eating mashed potatoes and gravy it was just like i felt full and satisfied and had a big smile on my face maybe i had a little bit of a tummy ache but it was worth it folks you're listening to two people who go back and forth is like is our favorite star wars movie return of the jedi or the phantom menace <laughs> are they the best star wars movies best in quotes probably not are they our favorite Star Wars movies? Most definitely. So that's a big thing with it. I, and I felt bad for our good friend, the Book of Boba Fett, because everybody and their brother at the end of 2022 was either doing YouTube videos or podcast episodes or polls on social media. Like, what was your favorite Star Wars thing in 2022? And we, everyone knew that Andor was going to win across the board and everyone's going to be like, and Andor was great and Book of Boba, but like Book of Boba, as the year went on in 2022, I saw a lot of people trashing on the Book of Boba Fett. Like there were people like, how could we have had something as good as Andor and then something like Book of Boba in the same year and Star Wars needs to get its act together and all this stuff. And everybody's still focusing on the Mandalorian two episode interlude kind of thing that happened in book of Boba Fett, but whatever. I mean, the show was a lot of fun. It's an amazing rewatch. And we're, I think we're here to say in this episode, 342 here at blast points that the book of Boba Fett is better than perhaps you remember. 
Well, and I'm glad you said it's fun because that was the thing that really jumped out watching it again is I feel like I appreciate the fact, and I've said this before, that, you know, whether you like his writing or not, that that the Mandalorian universe is just almost all just John Favreau writing it. And, you know, there's definitely pros and cons to having a single voice for the most part, but it really seems like they were just having fun with this series. And it's like as much as the Mandalorian seasons, you know, have their their goofiness and 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 their fun, it feels like when they got to Book of Boba, they were like they weren't trying too hard and not in a bad way. Like they were just like, Hey, let's just do something with Boba. And they brought in Robert Rodriguez who likes to just do things quick and dirty. And they just went and made this show and just, they had fun with it and they didn't overthink it. And even though it does, if you dig deep into it, it does tie in with Mandalorian and there's parallels with Din and Boba, but for the most part, it's yeah, it's literally just them having fun and, what more can you ask for? And I think that was a thing that was like almost coming around after Andor, where Andor was amazing. Andor was great. I'm still in awe of Andor. And the book of Boba Fett was very different than Andor. And it's not like Andor was not fun. Andor was super fun, but it was fun in a different way than the book of Boba Fett is. And it's different flavors of Star Wars. It's like the... I can't remember when we talked about before, but it's the it's like the classic pizza analogy. Andor is high-end, fancy, delicious, amazing pizza. The Book of Boba Fett is your favorite pizza place around the corner that you order, you got a coupon, and you're like, let's get it. It's going to be great. It's going to be hot. It's going to be delicious. I love pizza. Both are pizza, and both are delicious, but just in different ways. Book of Boba might even be like the two for five dollars frozen pizza that you keep in your freezer. It's the cheap stuff, but you eat it all the time because it's there in your freezer. And sometimes that's what you crave is you want the, you just want the cheap, quick, fun stuff. And you don't want to like get in your car and put your put on your fancy jacket and go to the sit down pizza place. <laughs> put a, a, a monocle and a top hat. Good, yeah, good evening. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which is great. Do that. You please do that sometimes. No. And, and yeah, and that's, we keep talking about it. It's like that to me is the most amazing thing about, I guess, 2022 in star Wars is not like, what's the best. It's like, if anything, what's maybe the best year of star Wars, because we got the most like range where you have something like book of Boba Fett and you have something like Andor and you have something like Kenobi all in the same year. And you get all these different flavors that we had only dreamed of having in, in live action. And does it get better than this? And I, it, it might, cause it looks like 2023 is going to be even crazier. So they are two completely different tones. Going back and rewatching the book of Boba Fett this week, it's just like, yeah, God, this is so different than what we had like in the tail end of last year. But it's almost like the Star Wars movies, just moments blown up for six to eight episodes because the movies change tones literally every five minutes. Think of the Phantom Menace. You've got serious, serious talk with how Anakin was conceived by the midi-chlorians. And I think it's like maybe 15 minutes later, you have an EOP farting in Jar Jar's face. <laughs> yeah. The movies were 
just wildly tonally different, all jammed together in like a two hour stew. And, you know, you've, you've seen people being just like, I don't know how I can watch the Mandalorian season three after we had Andor. And I, I just think those people have got it all wrong. I mean, you shouldn't, it shouldn't be just one or the other. Like, that's kind of the beauty of Star Wars. And I'm glad that the creative people behind the scenes aren't just doing one thing. I don't want Star Wars to be either all what we had in Andor all, or all the Book of Boba Fett. I like that we kind of go back and forth and it keeps it fun and it keeps it fresh. Because don't get us wrong, the Book of Boba Fett is outrageous. and it. But that's the thing. It knows it's outrageous. It's a really weird show. Like, especially going back, like, sometimes it's like watching Star Wars, like, dinner theater or something, where it's just, like, the cast kind of goes, especially going back and watching it, the cast seems, like, very small. And it's a lot of people just kind of talk, like, three people talking to each other a lot. Well, and that's what I was trying to say. It's, like, it's very, it's wild and loose. Like, it's very, like, let's just get together and, and have fun. And, and it's really obvious going back just how much of an influence Robert Rodriguez was like, even though he only directed, he directed three episodes, right? Yeah. He directed three episodes, but just, you can feel his influence across the whole thing as far as like, let's just get in there and have some fun and, and make a show and not think too hard about it. I can see where maybe that's a, you know, a turn off to some people, but it's just, they're just having fun. Yeah. Let's take Mandalorian and throw in attack of the clones and return of the Jedi and, and, mash it up in a blender and throw it on the screen. It's interesting to think about the, the Robert Rodriguez factor and the, the influence he had on the show. And then think again of like Tony Gilroy and Andor. And it's like, these are two different creative people with two wildly different styles and both of them interpreting star Wars. And I'm sure we'll have that next year with the acolyte also. And I'm looking forward to that. And it's kind of the neat thing of this new age of Star Wars long-form storytelling of just getting all these different takes on this crazy, crazy Star Wars thing. And what it's like asking all these different people, what does Star Wars mean to you? What is Star Wars to you? To Robert Rodriguez, it's giant monsters and people in rubber masks and Boba Fett riding a Rancor. And to Tony Gilroy, it's, you know, political drama. And Star Wars is all those things. And that's great. Celebrate that. It's crazy to me to think about that somewhere there's John Favreau, who who had a pretty, pretty good career up until he joined Star Wars World. And since he's joined Star Wars World, he's literally just sitting at a desk somewhere writing episode after episode of just outrageous stuff and like he's got to be having the time of his life because he's still doing it but like he's literally just sitting and writing mandalorian and book of boba fett episodes like i don't know it's 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 just it blows my mind thinking about it but he's obviously loves it it's like we know he does because whenever i think of john favreau now i think we told the story so many times i think of when we were at the mandalorian experience in anaheim and favreau was in the room with us and he he was literally running around like a little kid in a toy store showing everyone all the stuff they created for the mandalorian and book of boba fett like literally folks he was like running around with a smile on his face he was just so happy 
joy was just exude like pouring off of his body and i still love that he just he looked at you and i right in the eye and we were just like thank you and he, <laughs> he just like nodded at us and yeah. smiled but he was so happy he loves this stuff and i think that's the thing that the joy he has for what the fun he's having it comes across on screen look at the trailer from mandalorian season three that just came out last week like it's crazy and it's colorful and it's weird and it's wacky and it's like that's another flavor of star wars that's a that's another thing we're going to it's all just part of what makes star wars star wars Okay, we'd like to introduce Boba Fett, and here he is, a new character. Uh, can you speak to us, Boba? Certainly. Boba has sort of a radio voice. There's a speaker built into him here, and also there's a certain amount of telemetry going on and a certain amount of feedback for some reason. And why don't you turn it around and take a look at it? It's all part of, you know, John and mine's philosophy of making this feel like one big connected galaxy. That's what Star Wars is where all the stories come together. Boba Fett was a man with no name kind of character, lone gunslinger when I was a kid. You didn't know his face, you didn't know who he was. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. Okay, so here we go, folks. We had the idea originally that what we were going to do to celebrate the the beautiful wonderful insanity of the book of boba fett we had this idea that we were going to list off 12 things that we love about book of boba fett the series to celebrate its 12 months since it's been out but our list was way more than 12 there's no way to only pick 12 things about book of boba fett because i think if anything rewatching it was like literally every five minutes oh yeah oh i forgot about that oh man that's great oh this part oh yeah kind of what we're doing here is we're listing off all the little things that we kind of forgot about and kind of what makes the show so outrageous so fun so silly and if you haven't watched the book of boba fett since it came out it's just kind of a reminder of the beauty of the book of the boba fett's because I was rewatching the show last week and I texted you, Gabe, and I said, it's aged like a fine wine. It might be a box of wine, but it's a very fine boxed wine. <laughs> if you're watching Andor, you might even want to get the glasses out, but for a book of boba, you can just drink it out of the box. Or it's like a very fine wine cooler if you're uh, old enough to remember those. I had some good times with wine coolers back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, it's like when wine coolers used to come in two liter bottles. Like, what's wrong with that? Nothing. We're just having fun here. We're drinking wine coolers. We're not, you know, we're not shaking it in the glass and looking at the bubbles and sniffing it or something. We're not doing that. We're opening it, a wine cooler, and maybe we're having, like, a cheese sandwich with it. And we're like, we're, I'm, I'm living is what I'm doing. <laughs> so where do we start with our list? I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go with the list here. I'm going to start with my first one. Matt Berry. Presenting Doc Strassi. 
leader of the Trandoshan family, protectors of the city center and its business territories. I feel like Matt Berry, since doing Book of Boba Fett, he's exploded in, in what we do in the shadows. You really are the most devious bastard in New York City. Don't forget Toast of London, the the last season that still hasn't come out in the U.S. It was all about him being in a Star Wars movie. And yeah, it's a treat. So the second thing is just how much really ninjas. There's ninjas in the show. How much it's almost like a bootleg 80s ninja action movie, especially the first episode. And that's, I think, another thing going back is everybody got so obsessed with the second episode tribes of Tatooine that I think people forget the first episode is really good too. And even I think people that by the end of the season were like, Oh, I don't, I'm tired of Robert Rodriguez. The first episode is really good. It's super fun. Yeah. The first episode, let's not forget that Boba Fett shoots a wrist rocket at a ninja and blows him up. It's a show with Boba Fett and there's ninjas in it and he, yeah. And rockets and he kills a rocket. He kills a ninja the rocket <laughs> and it was like oh that's parkour i'm tired of parkour it's like it's not parkour they're ninjas that's what ninjas do <laughs> show kasugi needs to be in a star wars show like lucasfilm let's make it happen next thing shirtless gamorians gone way too soon when you rewatch the book of boba fett and the shirtless gamorians come out and every time they're on the screen when you rewatch it you're just like kind of love those guys it's the hardest thing about watching Book of Boba again is knowing that they're not gonna they're not gonna survive is really the hardest part going back. But it's like watching old home movies. It's like they're still there anytime you want to see them again. And they're so outrageous because they were always together and they have no shirt on. It's ridiculous. And they're like really buff. They're like really fit Gamorians. It's just, yeah. And that's the thing I think whenever Book of Boba had to make a choice. It made the craziest choice that it could. That was its, yeah. That was its like its mission statement. Like, h- how outrageous can we be? And there was no limit to that. Yeah, that goes into our next one with having Jennifer Beals as the the Twi'lek restaurant bar owner Garza Whip. Garza Whip. Garza Whip. Garza Whip. Three Garza Whips. Who wants an orange whip? Orange whip. Orange whip. Three orange whips. She was great. She was. Great. I still refuse to believe she actually blew up. I think she's going to come back in a Mandalorian season or something. She's going to be on Tatooine, like when Mando goes to get R5-D4 in the Naboo Starfighter. Like, Garza Whip's going to come out and be like, I'm not dead. There's a chance. She can be a cyborg. <laughs> they, they, brought back, they brought back Admiral Trench. They can bring back Garza Whip. The next thing, the temness of it all. And that's the thing, especially going back. I miss Tom so much. Well, the the fact that, again, what decision are they going to make? They're going to make the most outrageous one, which is just let Tem be Tem and don't tell Tem to be less Tem and just let all the Tem out. Because he's just smiling and having fun in every second of every episode. Who let the Tems out? <laughs> Well, and if there's a critter on screen, Tem's going to talk to it. He's going to hug it. He's going to kiss it. He's going to tell it's a good boy. (laughs) Yeah. Next one. This is kind of cheating, but it's not really cheating. But the second episode, Tribes of Tatooine, basically every every second of that episode, 
it's one of the best Star Wars things ever. And there's so much stuff in there. We could do a whole episode, and maybe one day we will, on just the tribes of Tatooine. Because it's just phenomenal. It holds up so incredibly well. It's got amazing energy. That was the thing going back and rewatching Tribes Tatooine. I was just like, God, this episode moves. It's got blinking Trandoshans, a hammerhead with an English translator saying stuff like, who really sent the night wind? Just ridiculous things. Oh, we got the twins. Oh, the hut twins. The hut twins. That's like, oh, my God. I feel like nobody talks about the Hut twins anymore. The Hut twins, it's, and that's like what you're saying. Like it's kind of the blessing and the curse of like these Star Wars TV shows. That like the week the Hut twins appeared, it was all anyone talked about, and then everyone was on to something else the next week. But the twins are still out there. They're still making shows, and the twins are still out there. So hopefully, maybe someday they'll be back, and we can freak out again. The train conductor droid. I mean, you, everyone knows we love that train conductor droid. But was, yeah, watching him in action again, it's just like, God, I love him so much. Yeah. Well, in that whole train heist scene, all the action with the speeder bikes and the pikes, our first peek at the live action pikes with their helmets off and their incredible voices. Mind blowing. The, the whole lizard freak out ending. Tricky little bugger. It just. Building the gaffy stick, I mean, it's 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 phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. There's a rumor going around that Steph Green is going to be back for the Ahsoka show, which is really exciting. Let's hope it happens because let's not forget about Steph Green and how much she absolutely killed it with this episode. Well, and next on a <laughs> kind of going full spectrum to the other side, the infamous, infamous. Episode three chase scene, the chase through Tatooine with Major Domo and the mods. I, you know, it makes people mad. I don't know why. I, I love it. It's, it's a 70s cop show car chase in Star Wars of just driving into stuff. I mean, come on. He crashes into a box of fruit. And that's the thing going back and watching the chase scene. It's not like it's taking itself very seriously. No. Well, and it's again, they ask themselves a question. Hey, let's do a chase scene. What are we going to do? We're going to pick the most outrageous answer. And it's going to be someone who can't drive in a giant car just driving through boxes and stuff like an episode of Chips. Fancy biffs in a space rickshaw thing and literally someone driving through a painting, a Ralph McQuarrie painting of Jabba the Hutt. It's, you know, does it go too far on the ridiculous scale? That's debatable. That is debatable. Can you can you really go too far? Is that is that possible? It's like, can food be too good? You know, it's debatable. It, I, I could listen to arguments on both sides, but. Going into. That same episode, I mean, we were introduced in Tribes Tatooine to uh, everyone's favorite Black Christmas tree, Chrysanthemum, and he really gets his uh, moment to shine in episode three, The Tribes of Tatooine. Boba gets ripped from his uh, back-to-tank dreams to fight a giant Wookiee in his underpants. Black Crinkle Fries, his journey in the book of the Boba Fett. It's beautiful. We just we got to spend some time with a giant black furred Wookiee. That's just bonkers to think about. 
Well, and it's, yeah, he's a bounty hunter Wookiee that has electric brass knuckles to punch people with. And, you know, for comics fans, it was a big deal to have another character from the comics. And for everyone else, it was just cool to have more Wookiees. It was another thing that, you know, just jumping in here with the kind of theme of the whole season, too, is just like, it's just all about Boba Fett making friends. And it's like, again, hey, we're going to make a show about Boba Fett. What should we make it about? Should we make him about like him just being cool and, and fighting dudes and killing people? It's like, no, we're going to go the most outrageous way. It's going to be about Boba Fett making friends. Into the next episode, some maybe I don't think they were really friends of Boba Fett, but this is another thing that I don't think people talk about enough. The whole kitchen scene in Boba Fett number four, the knife droid that made an, a reappearance from Attack of the Clones, and then the little rat catcher droid. The fact that rat catcher droid chase through the kitchen goes on for so long. It's this, yeah, Boba Fett chasing a little tiny droid through a kitchen. <laughs> it's like rat, it's like ratatouille stuff. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, and I still absolutely adore when he catches the little droid. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I am Boba Fett. <laughs> All right, the whole episode five Mandalorian episode, start to finish, every every second of that episode, Bryce Dallas Howard throwing it down, so much good stuff in that episode. It's great going back and watching that episode too because it, though I for, I forget how much the ending of it is just this joyous long segment of Mando flying the N one around. It's just like this is this episode is just having a good time. It starts a little heavy with everything with the armor and all that stuff, but after that, it's it's like all party afterwards. It's funny because it's almost like Tribes of Tatooine in reverse, where Tribes of Tatooine just starts out really fun, and then by the end is like super serious and 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 deep with him making his gaffy stick and dancing with the tribe and all that. Where this starts out, you know, as serious with him chopping people in half, yeah, and by the end he's just doing a pod race through beggar's canyon and we talked about it earlier it, it's it's brought up so much in a negative way i mean people even when andor was going on was like well i can't wait until two episodes are actually just about the mandalorian or something and that's the thing kind of going back to the book of boba fett it just makes it more clear that this really was this the mandalorian season 2.5 and as much as it was like a boba fett show it also was kind of getting you caught up on the Mandalorian because the stories cross over and whatever they had planned now for season three, watching all the episodes kind of in a bunch, it's not as jarring, especially when you know it's coming. You're just like, okay, yeah, and here come the Mandalorian episodes. Oh, this is cool. Wow. What a fun episode. Yeah. Well, and if you're coming to these shows and I think we've talked about this in the past from Star Wars animation, it's that's what Star Wars animation has been doing since Clone Wars. It's like, it's not a big deal to jump to another character for a few episodes and then come back and then realize that, oh, this is all building to something and now everyone's teaming up. So look at, yeah, the Bad Batch season two has already done it and we'll keep doing it. So and on the flip side of that, the Luke and Grogu episode, it's a wild episode, but it's really neat. It's really fun to watch. And it's it's, it's the spiritual cousin to the Ahsoka and Grogu episode from Mando season two, but it's neat to go back to. 
Well, and it's a fun mix of Dave Filoni, Luke, Ahsoka, Grogu, Jedi meditations, and still John Favreau's just goofy cowboy western fun. And speaking of cowboy western fun, Cad Bane, live action Cad Bane. I still, I still think back to that episode when when you could see him like in the horizon, and it was like, is that really Cad Bane? Maybe it's Cad Bane, and then sure enough. It was Cad Bane. Yeah, I kind of get it's confusing to people <laughs> who haven't watched the cartoon, maybe, that Cad Bane just shows up. But it's still, it's Star Wars. People show up that you don't know who they are all the time. And rewatching the Book of Boba Fett, too, nonstop. I don't know about you, but I just kept thinking about, again, the Mandalorian experience. And I was just like, not only did we see the full like Cad Bane costume, but the dissected mask and how it worked and everything. And that's the thing too. I kept thinking about the Mandalorian experience and it was so book of Boba heavy. And every time, every minute that we were in there, people were losing their minds. And it's, it's like, I thought everyone thought the book of Boba Fett was really bad, but everyone's taking a million pictures of mayor McCheese and the pikes. It just went to show just yeah how much star Wars goodness. It was just crammed into those seven episodes. We can't talk about Book of Boba without Boba's best of his new friends, the Rancor. So much Boba and Rancor outrageousness. The twins showing up to give Boba a Rancor. The Rancor coming with Danny Trejo. Boba wanting to ride the Rancor, telling him it's a that he likes it because he's petting his face. The the Rancor imprinting on him. Why does it just lie there? It's depressed. This beast can feel such things. Rancor are emotionally complex creatures. Why does it wear blinders? This one is a calf. It was bred from champions for fighting. I saved this one for myself to train. It imprints on the first human it sees. Now that we arrived, I will begin its training. Can I? Yes, go ahead. They're quite peaceful and less threatened. Oh, easy. And the fact that the whole purpose of even having a Rancor show up again was just so that Boba could ride it in the last episode. That's what reason do you need? You don't need a reason other than, hey, I want to see Boba ride a Rancor. And if you want to get deep with it, you know, it's like the whole taming of the beast. It's like this creature that all this time we thought was this fierce killer. And it's a friend and it's a helper. And that's Boba Fett, too. For decades, Boba Fett's badass and all this stuff. No, Boba Fett's good, good guy, Boba Fett. He's Buddy Fett. He's your best friend. (laughs) Boba friend. Next one. This, This is a deep cut. The way... Tem says, weird. That's weird. <laughs> One of the highlights of the first episode. That's the thing where I was like, sometimes in Book of Boba Fett, it feels like dinner theater. Like everything in the, the throne room, it's usually just Boba, Fennec. It's very small. It's, it's kind of cozy and weird. It's weird. <laughs> so another thing with Book of Boba is, is the music. There's just something cool about book of boba that they really it's like there's really the one piece of music and they kind of just 
rearrange that one piece of music through the whole show. But the fact that there is a Boba Fett theme song that's as outrageous as the show to the point where after the last episode, it all of a sudden has lyrics and the lyrics are just Boba Fett. To the uh, the first episode, the first I, t- I timed it. The first nine minutes of the show, there's no dialogue. It's just big epic Boba Fett theme music playing, and then the f- <laughs> until he says, "Rodian, can I cut your bonds?" So never gets old. And those first nine minutes are really great. Like that was the thing with the rewatch. I was just like, "Man, this is so good." <laughs> so next one on our list: Tuscan Kids. I, I think of the main Tuscan kid. Well, the main kid is the best, but just the fact that there were a bunch of kids just doing kid stuff with their little sticks. We got the return of Max Rebo. Oh my God. Rebo lives. We all know Rebo lives. He he wasn't there when the place blew up, but yeah, the fact that they brought in Rebo funking it up over there, just being cool. We all know Rebo. We all love Rebo. Rebo survived the <laughs> the sail barge explosion, and he's hanging out at Garza Whip's bar, and he survived that. I don't think it's the last we'll see of Rebo. So we can't talk about Book of Boba Fett and not talk about Fennec Shand being back. She was great in Mando season one, which is crazy to think about, and Bad Batch, and then here she was, the co-star of the show, just as cool as Boba, keeping Boba in check. If they don't do another Boba show, I hope she shows up in Mando. Well, and she's such an interesting character on her own. And I feel like we've only gotten to know Fennec just a little bit. And I would like to explore her character more. I think she's great. Like Ming-Na Wen is amazing. And yeah, I'm into Fennec. I, I'm still mad. I, do you, you have a Fennec action figure? I have two of them. Oh, damn. It's never too late. Until it's too late. And then she'll be like $80 on amazon but i don't think we're at that point yet you still have a chance we briefly mentioned it but we should mention it again live action pikes the long 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 journey of the pikes in star wars one day hopefully we'll do a whole episode about that fascinating journey of the pikes we got a little bit of pike action in solo book of boba really delivered on the pike action well and and i will Jump off of that with the scene in the last episode is still one of my favorite Star Wars moments, which is live action Pikes talking to live action Cad Bane, talking to the mayor who is a hammerhead (laughs) with a robot translating voice. And they're just sitting in a room doing dinner theater, talking about Nikto speed bikers. And I will never not love that scene. Like that's what Star Wars is about. That's what we were talking about, like in the beginning. There's room for Mon Mothma having secret coded conversations in her penthouse apartment in Coruscant, and there's room for a gathering of people in rubber masks talking about Nikto speed bikers. It's all Star Wars. Well, it's like I used to be if people were like, what Star Wars to you? I would point out the scene in Revenge of the Sith where there's CG Yoda talking to. Kiati Mundi in a rubber mask, but he's a hologram. And I think live action Ewan McGregor is sitting there and they're all talking to each other. And it's like now Book of Boba has out Star Wars to that scene with this scene. The next one on our list, it's a classic, but it's still so good, like a Bantha. 
Then we had to do some scenes like a bantha. Yes! <laughs> I think I made all that up on the day too, all that like a bantha. That wasn't even in the script. I just thought, hey, you fellas ride the motorbike, okay, like a bantha. <laughs> and, and I was only joking. Next minute, it's been the most popular phrase that I've had to sign. We talked about them briefly, but they deserve their own shout out here. We might be the only people in the world that like them, but we love the mods. All of them. Trash. When that episode came on, when episode three came on during my rewatch this week, I was just like, oh, good. <laughs> the streets of Mos Espa. The mods are so crazy. It's so outrageous. When when the chase is going on through the streets and there's the guy with like the little jackhammer foot. Like this is bonkers. Drash is a really cool, a really cool character. I kept, I remember, and it made me think too. We're like, oh, at Celebration Anaheim, we're gonna see like some Drash cosplay. Not a single one. Drash deserves better. But then all the mods and the fact that there's so many, just the craziest mods who are just in the background. There's like the the like long haired dude with a big like robot eye, and there's the guy who has like a robot stomach. There's just, yeah, so many just ridiculous mods. And then we get the whole mod parlor scene in episode five with Thundercat playing uh, the doctor who has a robot arm. Stuff that dreams are made of. And we talked about how Boba is loving all the creatures, the little critters of Tatooine. But the, the biggest friend of all, of course, was his Bantha buddy. That he's like feeding pork chops too. Loving it kissing it it's pretty amazing book of boba fett had other than a dead one in the sarlacc pit there are no stormtroopers and there is no empire in the entire season and i I think that's something that is easily forgotten when thinking about the book of boba fett it's almost like in a way book of boba fett is what the george lucas sequel trilogy might have been where it's just all about the the criminal underworld and there's not really an empire anymore if only Boba Fett was looking in the microscopic universe, <laughs> maybe Book of Boba season two, they'll shrink him down to microscopic level and he'll go into that whole universe and talk to the midichlorians. Well, the next one is a quick one. Space meatpacking. <laughs> and all the dog face aliens with their bibs and their little meatpacker hats and stuff. So beautiful. Well, in that same episode too, the the amazing like one shot continuous scene with Mando going into the elevator and then up into the dance club and then talking to the rainbow colored Ishi Tib about eating food and then walking back through the dance party into the elevator and down into the basement like it's just oh incredible shot still boggles my mind and I can't stop looking at that Ishi Tib talking and it's like little beak mouth moving. <laughs> well, and yeah, in the same episode, in the Mando episode, the dark saber training—it's everything in that episode. Like the, they're on that little platform with just stars all around them. It's just so cool. Yeah, it's like right out of a Star Wars comic book kind of thing. We cannot forget. I know he has a name, and I can't remember his real life name, but the long-haired dude who works for the mayor in the mayor's office. He's in like way more scenes than you would think he would be. Love that guy with the mustache. He's a real standout in those episodes. Just the looks on his face, looking around. Yeah. 
And going back to the first episode, too, the big Harryhausen monster that comes out of the sand. <laughs> it's not hiding its influences at all. It's crazy. Boba's dinner party. Just a bunch of people in rubber masks sitting around at a table talking to Boba Fett. Yeah. Aqualish holding glasses with no way to drink anything. They're just holding the glasses. <laughs> Maybe if I just hold it, they'll think I'm drinking it. And Chris Anton just standing around watching aliens eat food. Yeah. So much back to tank action. Attack of the Clones flashbacks. Which are really, I mean, I don't even, like, somehow I, like, f- forgot, like, even like, rewatching, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like, these Attack of the Clones flashbacks and how they changed the way the camera moved when little Boba is holding up Django's helmet and stuff. And I was, I know, like, they explained how they did that and stuff, but I'm also like, wait, how did they do that? I know they got another little kid who was, like, almost looked like little Daniel Logan. With the giant uh, scorp neck droids with shields, everyone got out their art of prequel books and started digging through to figure out which one it was from. Because like, that looks kind of familiar and found an old Doug Chang drawing, uh, bringing it back. Just so hardcore, just so ridiculous. We got a Mandalorian Boba Fett team up action scene of just them shooting at people and getting shot at and practically hugging each other tag team wrestlers just back to back with ridiculous choreography of them just shooting rockets off in every direction just the craziest stuff and it's like if you think about it too hard maybe it doesn't make sense but you don't care because you're just having fun it's just fun most pelgo everything on most pelgo free towns i'm sorry free town suits us better In a show full of just outrageousness, for some reason, Freetown is at the top or towards the top for me. And I don't know why, especially because they make they go back to it in the last episode when uh, Mando's talking to is it when he's talking to the mods or he's talking to Boba and one of them says Mas Pelgo and Mando's like, it's called Freetown now. (laughs) Like they just keep it going. Well, it's the Weekway bartender, he was a favorite from Mando season two, and he came back so big in Book of Boba Freetown. Yeah, just a crazy Weekway bartender with like an Old West bartender voice. Well, let me get you some sarsaparilla here. You know. Well, and to go along with the bartender, the the, the new deputy, and yeah, he's just the best overzealous deputy guy. I, he's his few minutes in the show are a treat. It's a little thing, but it's a great thing. Spice is the most valuable thing in the galaxy, and they keep it in old wooden boxes. Because I, I feel like they talk about spice in the Clone Wars, and they talk about spice in the original movies. Like, but isn't this the first time we really saw it? Like, even in Solo, like they're at the mines, but they're not getting spice; they're getting coaxium. So, it, yeah, it just seems so outrageous because in both cases, when it's on the train and then when it's on the on the car at the in the what, sixth episode or whatever, like literally it's just a it's like a box that Obi-Wan keeps his lightsaber in. But it's just full of full of spice. People are killing each other for it, but it's just in a dirty box. Boba doing crazy ballet moves while he shoots a missile out of his knee. Just, out, just outrageous. Just outrageous. This is a classic, the Aqualish guy who gets shot and he falls into an awning into a barrel of water. I brought him up earlier, but I'm going to bring him up again. And I will bring him up anytime I can until I'm no longer breathing. 
Nikto speed bikers. I can never get enough of Nikto speed bikers. I can never get tired of saying the words Nikto speed bikers. They were the highlight of the Mando exhibit was seeing all the Nikto speed bikers. Someday I'm going to get a jacket of just like the Nikto speed bikers. I'll never forget. We were standing there. They had the, the, the whole throne room with like Boba and Fennec, all the stuff on there. And I looked over to the left and I was like, Gabe, 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 it's the Nikto speed bikers. (laughs) Tashi station. The fact that they brought back Cammy and Fixer. That was something, honestly, that I forgot had happened. And going back and rewatching the show, like, oh, my God, that's so outrageous. Isn't it, though? It's like it's so outrageous because in the show, there's so much stuff that's so crazy that you can forget that. Yeah, it's Cammy and Fixer, which is the deepest deep cut you could do for a Book of Boba show. And then, yeah, just Tashi Station, like how much they like recreated it like perfectly from the luke and biggs deleted scenes from a new hope just so boba fett could show up and beat up some nikto speed bikers who were eating potato chips and playing video games (laughs) oh and the last thing on our list if you can believe it the slave one versus the sarlacc remember that part that was crazy i forgot about that too going back to until that episode i was like oh crap there's that whole part yeah I gotta find my armor. <laughs> and just that too. Like Boba Fett literally just going back into the Sarlacc because he's trying to find his armor. He just comes out all dirty. Like he spent all those episodes getting like a little less dirty and burned and he just jumps right back in. Which is kind of like us watching Book of Boba Fett. We got away, but we couldn't. We just had to dive right back in. Okay, so that was a huge list of all of the insane, ridiculous things that you might have forgotten in the book of Boba Fett, all the things that makes the book of Boba Fett so outrageous, like we said, so much fun, like we said, but also, like we talked about the the four major food groups of Star Wars, like Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett has a lot of Star Wars vitamins in it, a lot of nutrients. It's the same thing that like we see in the the new Mando trailer. It's all about figuring out who you are, who you want to be versus who society tells you you should be. It's all over the book of Boba Fett. It's him learning who he is in the show. He's not just a feared bounty hunter. He's not just the clone of his father. Who is Boba Fett? And by the end of the show, I still feel like he has a deeper understanding of who Boba Fett is, just like we as the audience do. And it's this that very that Star Wars four major food groups thing of you can be redeemed. You can do bad things in your life and you can still be a good person going forward if you want that fate for yourself. It's never too late to help people. And you're always stronger together than by yourself. And yeah, you need a tribe. You need a family. You need to be friends with the critters and creatures. That's what's going to make you strong. It's like it's almost more buried in the Book of Boba Boba Fett in all the crazy stuff than other Star Wars stuff. But going back and rewatching the series, as we said over and over again in this episode, I feel like that bubbled up to the surface more for me on the rewatch. Yeah, because I don't, it's not subtle, but it's because everything else around it is so over the top that being not subtle 
feels subtle <laughs> compared to everything else. Well, and really, too, even more so than maybe The Mandalorian, in a way, Book of Boba is like, it's for the kids. And, you know, Star Wars is always for the kids, but Book of Boba is really for the kids. And it's fun, and it's got a good message, and, and I think it ties in uh, with probably our favorite thing we've gotten out of Book of Boba. And that was the thing, bringing up Celebration Anaheim again, there was a great little moment where it was after the big opening Lucasfilm panel, and you and I were outside, and we went to like one of the food trucks, and we got some amazing burritos, and we were sitting down eating our burritos, and to the right of us was a little kid who had a half like homemade Boba Fett, book of Boba Fett, like costume, and he had his blaster and he had his helmet and he had like the knee pads on. And this little kid who was just sitting to the right of us was so into his Boba Fett, book of Boba Fett costume. And he was there on Star Wars, there at Star Wars Celebration on opening day. And you and I were just like looking at him like in awe. And I think we kept saying to each other too, like, that's what it's all about. Screw the haters on social media. That little kid who wanted to go to Star Wars Celebration day one in his Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett costume, that is what it's all about. Well, and didn't he have, I think he had like the little plushy Chrysanthemum doll that they had, right? I mean, yes. He had something from the show. Yeah. And he was like just sitting there playing with that in his costume and was, you could tell he was in heaven. And it was like, yeah, let all the grumpy old Star Wars fans, we can all wither up and die. And that's totally <laughs> fine because that, that's all about this kid. And he loved Book of Boba. And that's, you know, that's really what it's all about. You're right. I was glowing looking at this kid just blowing kisses to book a boba fett yeah yeah that's what it's all about Vader sold separately. Capture them alive! I'm the best bounty hunter in the whole galaxy. That's why you got the job. Boba Fett has a see-through helmet with play rangefinder to locate your objective. You can move his legs, knees, arms, even wrists and elbows. His backpack unit is removable. You have your mission. Good luck. I don't need luck. I'm the best. New Boba Fett Star Wars large-size action figure from Kenner. Dark Vader sold separately. <laughs> And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. Podcast reviews. When you get done 
listening to this episode. We would love it if you listen on Apple to go over there and write something nice about Blast Points. It helps more people, as you know, find the show when they're looking for Star Wars podcasts. We love reading your reviews. Last week, we got a couple. Let's keep the the train, the spice train going through, Tatooine going. Leave us another review over there on Apple Podcasts and help us out. And make sure you check out our website, blastpointspodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you're a member of the Super Chill Group. And you want to support the show in a different way, you know about the Blast Points Army over there on Patreon. That's where we're doing Bad Batch little review episodes. Last weekend, we were talking about Faster, the tech race episode. Super fun. There's going to be a lot more Bad Batch over there for the next few weeks. But that about wraps up number 342 here. Re-examining the Book of the Boba Fett, rereading the Book of the Boba Fett. Yeah, hopefully uh, if you haven't rewatched it, you'll find some time to get back in there, crack that book back open. If we have made just one person think of the Book of Boba Fett in a new way, in a different way, to look at it with fresh eyes here in 2023, then mission accomplished. But yeah, we will be back next week with another new episode. We've got a promise to keep to an old friend next week. So look forward to that. So until then, everyone, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. May the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Next one on our list. Oh, I burped. That's weird. May the force be with all of you.